Dear Wanderers, you're listening to It's So Interesting, the podcast that takes you on a fascinating journey through the world of exploration and discovery. I'm Julia, and I'm here with my sister Miro to entertain you in this episode. Welcome back, fellow travelers. We are excited to have you join us once again as we dive into the captivating world of travel. Today, we have a fantastic episode lined up for you, where we will be exploring three intriguing topics that are sure to pique your curiosity. That's right, Miro. In this episode, we will be uncovering the secrets behind the siesta, that blissful midday break that allows people in certain cultures to rest and recharge. We will delve into the origins of siesta and explore why it holds such an importance in specific regions like Spain and other countries in the Mediterranean region. And if you thought our journey ended there, here's what. We will then transport you to the Wall Street, where finance and history intertwine to discover the captivating story behind the name Wall Street and how this iconic hub became the beating heart of American finance. But wait, we are not done yet. We will also be sharing some insider tips on the best ways to explore cities. From wandering ancient alleyways to hopping on local transportation, we will reveal strategies that will help you uncover hidden gems, immerse yourself in local culture, and make the most of your urban adventures. Whether you're a seasoned globetrotter or an armchair explorer, this episode has something in store for everyone. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we delve into the captivating world of siestas, Wall Street, and the art of city exploration. Let's dive right in! So, one of the most common questions we always get from our clients and from people asking about traveling is how to get to know the city better or better to explore the city. And it really is a good question. You can go on a run to visit all sites or get lost in the streets to see the life of the locals, but it really is important to combine all the aspects of a city trip and get the most out of it. I love traveling for that feeling of being far from home and cities actually are the best stimulation of this feeling. As many things are different, the city vibe is not the same, some rules and local peculiarities are hard to to get and so on. First, it got me when I realized that I am far from home when we were in Paris in 2008. It was a bus tour from Kiev to Paris with Krakow, Prague, Leipzig and Dresden on the way. But when we came to Paris, I realized how far we are from home because it has its own life and it's nothing we are familiar with. Yeah, so to get to know the city you're visiting and to embrace this experience to the fullest, I would start by choosing the accommodation in the right district. If you want to stay in the heart of everything, stay central in order to have everything nearby. But if you want to get a more local vibe, stay in the neighboring districts, not far from the city center, but not in the actual center. For that reason, we would recommend Gracia in Barcelona, Prenzlauerberg in Berlin, and De Pipe in Amsterdam. Those are just examples. In such areas, you will see many restaurants and bars that represent local culture and are not only tourist-oriented. Oh yes, to eat local food while traveling in the cities requires research, but it definitely pays off. First of all, you get to know the city better through the cuisine. Also, you will have a chance to feel the local vibe in the places where locals eat. When we travel, we try to avoid cafes with international food like avocado toasts for breakfast, burgers, fried eggs or muesli. Um, you can eat it in 
in any cafe, but eating local tostadas for breakfast or souvlaki for dinner is much better. Also, it might be even better to attend a local cooking class. This is fun, and locals usually tell cute stories about the places and their experiences and some local dramas. We visited several in Italy, one in Greece, and even a Flemish stew workshop in Belgium. An exciting experience. Another cool thing is public transport. Nothing brings you that close to Locas as public transport. If there is a tram in the city, just try a few stops to look around through the window and see how people live there, what they have on their balconies and what they do outside. If you want to see more in one day, use the hop-on, hop-off bus. Honestly, we don't do this, as we prefer walking a lot. But we know many stories when people had the best sightseeing tours on the hop-on, hop-off buses and fit everything into their schedule. And also, a guided tour with the locals is a perfect idea. Some while ago, we suggested a gastro walk in Athens to our tourists, our clients, uh, with wonderful Alexia, who is a local in Athens. And all they requested after this trip in every other city was or has been a gastro walk with a local. Because locals know really good places to indulge in culinary experiences. Festivals and events also tell a lot about the place and give a chance to immerse in the local atmosphere. I remember how fun it was at the Autumn Delights Fair in Garda, where we spent 3-4 hours just people watching, sitting in the cafe and just observing, talking to the artists and sellers there to find out more about the regional features. The routine events and habits of the locals tell a lot about their life in this place. So for us, it is always more to see in the city outside of the tourist places. We always look at the cities through the prism. Would we want to live here? Especially somewhere south with siesta during the day and warm summer nights. Well, going on a trip to Italy, France, Spain or Greece, it is very important to remember that many restaurants do not work during the day, during the siesta. So most establishments can be open for coffee and drinks, but the kitchen will not work from around 2 p.m. until 7 p.m. If you did not have time to have lunch before 2 o'clock, then you can eat until 7 only at home or grab a bite at fast foods. Siesta is a tradition of taking a midday nap or rest that is common in some cultures, particularly in warm regions such as Spain, Latin America and parts of the Mediterranean. The word siesta originates from the Latin word sexta, meaning the sixth hour, referring to the sixth hour after sunrise. In general, it was around midday or one o'clock afternoon when it was the time for a break after the meal. It is believed that Spain introduced siesta centuries ago to give its farmers time to rest during periods of peak temperatures. The siesta tradition has historical and practical roots. In warmer climates, especially during the hot summer months, the midday heat can be so intense and physically draining. Taking a siesta allows people to escape the hottest part of the day and rest, rejuvenate or sleep in a cool and comfortable environment. The practice of siesta varies across cultures and regions. In some places, it is a deeply ingrained 
ingrained cultural norm and part of the daily rhythm of life. For example, in Spain, siesta has been a long-standing tradition and many businesses and shops close during the afternoon hours to accommodate this break. People often return home or go to a local cafe to rest or take a short nap before resuming their activities later in the day. In Mexico, siesta is also commonly observed with a break taken after the midday meal. The benefits of the siesta are often cited as improved productivity, alertness and overall well-being. Studies have shown that a short nap during the day can help combat fatigue, increase cognitive function and enhance productivity and concentration in the later part of the day. It can also provide an opportunity for relaxation and stress reduction, especially when it's plus 40 Celsius outside and you can't do anything. It is worth noting though that the siesta tradition has become less common in many modern societies, as urbanization and globalized work patterns have taken hold. The traditional siesta practice has diminished in some areas. Many businesses now operate on a more conventional schedule, and people often have busy lifestyles that make it difficult to incorporate a midday break. But from our experience, we can say that in Southern Europe it is still persistent, especially in Spain, France and Italy. Curiously enough, that parking in some cities at this time is basically free. Since none of the parking officers will walk the streets and check whether you paid for parking or not. Verified by personal experience in Sicily, Andalusia and Mallorca. You can see it on the parking machine that there are certain hours where you have to pay for parking and a midday break when you don't. Nonetheless, uh, siesta remains a cherished custom in certain regions and continues to be recognized for its potential benefits. While it may not be as prevalent as in the past, the concept of taking a short rest during the day to recharge and refresh remains relevant and still for many people around the world. Now switching to another part of the world we promised to talk about. The story about Wall Street that you might not know yet. The name Wall Street is synonymous with the financial district of New York City and represents the heart of the American financial industry. But only a few know that the history of Wall Street dates back to the 17th century when the Dutch settlers established New Amsterdam, which later became New York City. In the early years of New Amsterdam, a defensive wall was built to protect the settlement from the potential attacks. This wall extended across the island from the East River to the Hudson River. Eventually, the British captured the colony from the Dutch in 1664 and renamed it New York. The defensive wall fell into disuse and was dismantled. However, the street that had been built along the path of the wall retained the name Wall Street. Over time, the area around Wall Street became a center of commerce with merchants and traders gathering there to conduct business. In 1792, the Buttonwood Agreement was signed by a group of traders establishing rules and guidelines for securities of trading. This agreement is considered the forebear to the New York Stock Exchange, which later moved to Wall Street in 1817. Throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, Wall Street grew in prominence as a financial hub of the United States. The New York Stock Exchange became a symbol of American capitalism and a key player in global finance. The area attracted numerous banks, investment firms, and other financial institutions, solidifying its status as a financial powerhouse. Today, Wall Street 
remains a vital center of finance and home to many major financial institutions. It serves as a symbol of American finance and continues to influence global markets without a wall. I love such stories when you just know the name of something have never thought before how it derived. It is my favorite aspect of traveling, the opportunity to explore new places and cultures and learn interesting and special things about regions, places and even neighborhoods. I love experiencing different ways of life, trying new foods and uh, learning about history from a local perspective. Traveling has opened our eyes to so many things that we would never have known otherwise and changed the way how we see the world. Can we finish this episode without talking about food? Unfortunately, yes. This time, yes. Because we want to tell you a story of the Ukrainian borscht, a popular soup with a twisted history. And we need more time for that. So we will dedicate a proper topic in the next episode. Also, next episode will be our last episode in season one, and we will go on a summer break to reconsider what we want to improve in our podcast and get some time in our schedules for other creative work. Summers are always busy with traveling and planning trips. And And if you need help or want us to organize your perfect journey, you know where to find us. And if you don't know, we leave our details and links in the description down below, so you can follow us on Instagram or check out our website. You can also leave your comments and questions about each episode. Write us what you like and you don't like about our podcast, or send us some ideas for topics you would like to learn about. And on this positive note, we are sending you the best travel vibes and until next week we are julia and mira from the work stream and it was it's so interesting